So do you want to uh, tell me a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name is Ariel. I am currently based in New York, but I'm sort of working my way to Greece. I'm a certified uh, personal trainer. I'm a group fitness instructor and a 500-hour registered yoga teacher. Um, I have a small uh, sort of online fitness business, um, and I'm, I'm mostly part yoga, part travel. That's kind of my, my whole deal. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've seen a lot of your pictures on Instagram, and you make me want to go travel. Oh, good. I'm actually really happy to hear that. That's kind of the goal. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, there's nowhere to travel, too. Oh, I am going stir-crazy, like I'm sure you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, no idea. <laughs> uh, so what made you want to get into health and wellness? Um... I, so when I was younger, I did theater growing up um, and I, I loved everything about it. And I loved the, the feeling of inspiration that you got when you went to see a show. And I knew that, that I loved having that feeling of being inspired by seeing someone perform. And I wanted to be able to give that back to other people. So I moved from California where I grew up to New York to pursue musical theater. Um, one thing kind of led to another. I didn't love the industry. I decided that it wasn't for me, but I, I wanted this I still had this desire to be able to to sort of forward that feeling of inspiration and and somehow um I ended up in in health and and wellness and fitness and um it, it's a a similar sort of uh thing weirdly when I teach my classes it's almost like performing but it's still giving back this sort of positive energy and helping people to feel good about themselves and to, to live a nice, healthful life. Um, so it kind of checks all of the boxes minus the, you know, the theater part. <laughs> well, I used to be in health and wellness as well. And then mm -hmm. uh, I got stuck in uh, on a very, very, very hard science course in my major. And uh, I wouldn't say I gave up. I, I here's what I literally did. I went to class, I got home, I studied, and I still failed, and mm. I withdrew from the class. Mm. Yeah, sometimes and, it only takes one so one sort of moment to be like, all right, let's uh, let's shift, let's go a different direction from here. Well, it was like I enjoyed all the other uh, classes, like my weightlifting mm -hmm. class, uh, my nutrition class. Uh, my yoga class was okay until it got really weird. I had to write a four-page paper in my yoga class, which that I thought was supposed to be relaxing, but... four-page paper about what? I don't honestly remember. <laughs> I, I didn't even save it. Huh, that's weird. Well, I've yeah. never asked any of my students to write a paper. <laughs> oh, that's good, because oh my goodness. <laughs> Well, and then, well, and then after that, that class, I just decided to, uh, after the science class, I decided, uh, it, it came, it started at like 24 people, then dropped down to 12. Oh, and wow. And four other people were failing along with me. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, let's just say that teacher didn't have a good reputation. There are so many ads these days wherever you go. There are ads in movie theaters, on TV, on radio, and on billboards. So why would you want to listen to ads in a podcast? 
subscribe to the Crazy Fitness Guy Premium Podcast to get these exclusive benefits. Listen ad-free. Behind-the-scenes access. Access to our free Facebook community. And so much more. Become a premium member for only $5 per month. To learn more about the Crazy Fitness Guy Premium Podcast, go to crazyfitnessguy.com slash healthy living podcast or click on the premium podcast link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. Uh, yes, that's a pretty safe assumption to make, I think. I'm not naming any names. <laughs> but they know who they are. <laughs> uh, so what places have you traveled around the world? I believe I'm at 18 countries right now. I've done North America, um, a bunch of Europe, and I did a little time in the Middle East. I went to Oman and Dubai. Um, I There wasn't a, a place that I went that I didn't love. Um, I particularly loved Greece, um, but it was close. Cool. It it's awesome to see cultures and, and things that you know you don't even really know exist until you go and see them. And um, it's been funny to, to be back now. Cause I did, um, I think I was gone for about five months and I did 15 countries in that time. And to be back now in the U S is, is interesting because it is really different. Things are, um, <laughs> more stressful here, <laughs> I guess, than, uh, than traveling around. Um, but I'm, I'm so glad it's, well, you know, the whole world is kind of, it's a little rough right now. <laughs> yeah. You could say that. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, do you uh, did you run into any like kind of bad places around the world? You know, the one place that I will not go back to, and I'm so sad to say this, is um, Italy. When I was in Rome, um, I felt very unsafe, and I know that traveling um, alone as a female does pose some safety risks in general and just traveling, you know, even in a group, you have to be mindful of where you are. Um, but I spent a lot of time living alone in New York and I didn't live in the best neighborhoods. I, I, at that point had traveled relatively extensively and I know how to hold myself when I'm out traveling and when I'm by myself in a major city. Uh, but Rome, I felt, um, super, super unsafe. And there were a couple of times I was approached and I knew that, that, I don't know what the intentions were, but they weren't great. And um, I tried to walk away from someone at one point and they grabbed onto my arm and wouldn't let me leave. Um, and I've since talked to a lot of um, females who've traveled there by themselves and they have a similar story where it's just um, not super safe to travel alone to Rome, which is really sad because it was so beautiful and the history is incredible. Um, but Italy is on my, it's on my no-go list for for um, future travels. I don't put it at the top of your list. Don't not go, but go with caution, <laughs> go with friends for sure. Uh, that sounds like the movie taken all over again. Oh, you can't even tell you how many times my dad was like, I keep watching taken and locked up abroad. And I'm like, dad, please, I'm going to be fine. <laughs> I only watched that movie, uh, maybe 20 times. And I probably <laughs> quoted that same line over and over and yep, over again. Yep. <laughs> unfortunately i can't repeat it because it's probably copyrighted you know, oh right? definitely they'll, they'll come for you <laughs> and then they probably take me too <laughs> right <laughs> take him four <laughs> uh 
we don't need any more takens. No, 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 no. There's enough stress in the world right now. We don't need to add to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you think? It, out of all the places you went to, where what is your probably most favorite place? It's a it's a tight tie between Athens, Greece, and Muscat, Oman. Um, I, they're just both so beautiful and the people are so kind and so warm. Um, and I, so I grew up in California. California is always home for me. They both felt a bit like California and that's something that I really liked. Um, but with Greece, um, I'm a vegan as well. That's part of my whole, my whole thing. <laughs> um, Greece, I found to be um, very vegan friendly, which is sort of surprising based on the culture there. Um, but I felt just so at home. Um, and when I traveled, I spent um, a couple of weeks in Greece. I left my things there to do two weeks around Europe to hit other countries. And then I came back to Greece. And after I had done that two weeks of traveling around and I flew back um, to Athens, when the plane landed, I had this feeling of, oh, I'm home. You know, I've landed home. And that feeling is just so nice. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to move to Greece. And so now I'm moving to Greece. <laughs> Do you, was it hard for you to come back to the uh, U.S.? It, it was really weird uh, because I came back right as the coronavirus started to get uh, very widespread. So I traveled uh, through Manila uh, in the Philippines. Um, I was one of like three people not in a mask. And this was before it really had even hit the U.S., um, so it, it was bizarre to do that. I was a little bit in limbo when I came back. Um, Thanks to our sponsor to make this podcast happen. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make podcasts. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listeners. It's everything you, you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, uh, it only takes about five to 10 minutes to set up. It's simple, easy, and the best part, it's free. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today to just create your own podcast. It's, and then I came back to live with my dad, which is uh, you know, a little step back as an adult. <laughs> um, it's, it's definitely an adjustment. There are major comforts and major benefits to living in the U.S. And I do love the comforts that I get here, um, but it is different. I mean, they're, they're completely different worlds. Um, so happy to be back, um, but also ready to leave. <laughs> Uh, I wish I could leave. It's uh, I am in a I'm very lucky. I take time to be grateful uh, every day that I that I am able to just leave, <laughs> just find a new country. Uh, it'd be nice to go to a new country right now. I'm mm. I'm tired of sitting in New Jersey. Uh, yeah, and that, that's absolutely like only 
50% of the boardwalk is open and mm. where the rides are, the, the, uh, the, own, the owner of the whole boardwalk is, uh, he's charging for people to get, uh, not even get onto the rides yet. He, he's starting to charging people to get onto the pier with the rides. And it's mm. like, I'm not paying you just, just to browse the rides. <laughs> just to walk and see them with my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I, I look at the di distance from afar. Right. <laughs> for free. <laughs> I was like, I've been here for uh, since I I come down as, since I was a baby, mm -hmm. so yeah, I pretty know I pretty know pretty much know my whole way around anyway. Right, right. Oh, you know, may I get one of those uh, flying drones? Oh, I want one of those so bad. That would be so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, I'll give everybody a digital tour. <laughs> That's awesome. Hand out little screens, little headphones, and. <laughs> and right, you see, over here you see oh wait it just shot down <laughs> here you see another empty ride <laughs> yeah it's not doing anything <laughs> he's charging for empty rides now that's so bizarre and I, I was reading today they've shut down a lot of um, the, the part of California that I'm from um, they started to open back up and the governor just said nope <laughs> close it back down so it's, yeah, uh, I have it's no weird idea. And you can't really even listen to the CDC either. They, mm -hmm. they get their stuff wrong. Right. Yeah. They're yes. experts though. Yeah. It's, it's such a weird, bizarre time and it's impossible for anybody to plan anything because we, it's nobody knows where we're going to go from here or what's going to happen. And I know um, myself included, a lot of people who teach any form of fitness um, can't teach right now in, in person. Um, I think uh, I read that gyms and, and yoga studios and dance studios and things like that are, are on the very top of the list for highest rate of transmission, which makes sense if you're, you know, breathing heavily and sweating and, um, it's hard. Teaching online is great, but there's, uh, there's a difference, uh, to teaching online than there is in person. And it's, you know, what do you tell your clients? Like, I want you to live. So please don't come over. <laughs> exactly. My, my, uh, sensei had to, uh, when he reopened his, uh, dojo, he had to, uh, he, he basically put in all the, like new uh, vents and everything, mm -hmm. like kitchen grade, mm. bacterial suction vents, and uh, he uh, installed something else. And he's like, yeah, now everything it's clean, clean air and clean everything. And and uh, and, and like, I know he's doing his best, but right now I'm staying on all the Zoom classes because. <laughs> I'm down at the shore mm -hmm. for the summer because my parents are trying to sell the, our other house just mm -hmm. to downsize. And yeah, I'm just like, uh, no thanks. I don't want to go back yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I think for a lot of us teachers and, and even students, it's, you want to, I don't know, you want to stay healthy by continuing to work out, but you potentially are doing the exact opposite of that by going to a class, but it's, hard you miss the the friendships and the camaraderie that comes with that and um it's it's weird people have had to shift in, in ways that i don't think anybody was ever anticipating uh was even a possibility for this world yeah i've uh i even said uh i know from my uh my karate class uh 
on Zoom. Uh, it's really different because they shut off the microphones on our end, so no one hears any background noise. Mm -hmm. But uh, and you, you and like you said, you you, you don't get the camaraderie, but mm -hmm. but you can still hear everything on the other side. And so I kind of still feel like I'm there, um, mm -hmm. but I, yeah, I feel better that I can still do it as long as I'm as long as I'm in my house. And mm -hmm. even though he's open up again, there's only a certain amount of spots per class, so right. I can't just drop in and show up like I used to. Yeah, that's another thing that I've found, um, and I've been teaching online for several years so i i have a relatively extensive background in it but it's weird because i'm shifting now my personal training clients online and I, there's like this you lose a lot between um you know when you put a screen essentially in between you two and to say okay now, well now turn to the side now turn to the back and let me see you from this way let me see you from that way and it's There are so many ads these days wherever you go. There are ads in movie theaters, on TV, on radio, and on billboards. So why would you want to listen to ads in a podcast? Subscribe to the Crazy Fitness Guy Premium Podcast to get these exclusive benefits. Listen ad-free. Behind-the-scenes access. Access to our free Facebook community. And so much more. Become a premium member for only $5 per month. To learn more about the Crazy Fitness Guy Premium Podcast, go to crazyfitnessguy.com slash healthy living podcast or click on the premium podcast link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. I'm thankful that we live in a time where all of this can migrate online, um, but it's still weird. It's still sort of like this weird parallel <laughs> universe that we're living in. What made you want to go to a vegan lifestyle anyway? Um, several years ago, I did this, I don't know, it was like a three-week health cleanse. Um, and I just wanted to try it out, lose a little bit of weight. And, and so we did it, and it slowly progresses you from um, a standard American diet to a vegan diet over the course of the three weeks. And then you can decide what you do at the end of it. So the first time I did it, I, I was like, Oh, I don't really need meat. That's not it's something that I require for my diet. Um, so I went vegetarian. And when I was, um, about 14 years old, I, I had this weird heart thing. Um, I saw a bunch of different cardiologists. I've had uh, been on different kinds of medication for it. I even had heart surgery at one time. And I never got a diagnosis. I never got any sort of direction as to, to what the issue was, what the potential side effects were, how to fix it. But I noticed as I started to change my diet, when I went vegetarian, the, the issue, the weird things that were happening with my heart um, diminished pretty significantly. And after uh, a little less than a year of being vegetarian, I thought, well, you know, it's not that big of a jump to go vegan. So let me try that. And I, I went vegan. And um, now the whatever it was, because I'd never got an actual diagnosis, um, it's, it's virtually gone. And so it's something that I was eating, some animal product that I was consuming was causing issues in my body. Um, and when I cut them out, it went away. And so it, it sort of stuck with me. Um, and then I, right about the same time, I started to do my yoga teacher training. And there's this idea in yoga. It's called ahimsa. 
and it translates to nonviolence and sort of expands to compassion and kindness towards all living creatures. And to me, that means vegan. So now I have a vegan diet. I, I don't buy, you know, leather and things like that. Even the tattoos I get, I make sure that the ink is vegan because that's not always vegan. Um, and so it, it just stuck and it just felt natural. Um, and now it's, it's, um, sort of like the basis, I guess, for for everything I do is this idea of a hymns of of compassion and kindness. Um, so now here I am, four four or five years later, and still going strong. <laughs> I don't I don't think I could do something like that. It always seems um, much harder than you think. Like this morning, <laughs> I actually just posted it on my Instagram. It's I had um, waffles for breakfast with vegan eggs and vegan sausage, and the taste is different. You can't eat, you know, a vegan alternative to something and expect it to taste exactly the same. But it's pretty great, and there are so many options. Um, like I eat cheese every day, vegan cheese every day. Um, they, I don't find that I'm lacking for anything. To go from point A to point B can seem like a big jump, um, but I, don't know, I thought it was great. I like it, and now I travel for vegan food, and it's just an excuse to go explore the world, just to go eat more delicious things. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, that might be a long time before you can go back out again. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, now I'm eating the vegan things in my home, and I'll just, you know, pretend <laughs> that I'm traveling. <laughs> you know, you need one of those green screens. I, you know what? I feel like that would be a great investment for my life. <laughs> it's really hard to run a travel blog when no one's allowed to leave their house. <laughs> green screen, here we come. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what uh so you run your own uh how many uh, clients do you have for your personal training uh that is a little bit up in the air right now before i started to travel um i had about five primarily i do um group trainings um but it's uh, most of my clientele is older uh, they're 60 and above and so to say to them, we're going to train on the internet, they're like, mm, that's not a thing. <laughs> so it's a little rough to get them transitioned. Um, but as I travel, as I'm sort of, you know, reorganizing my life, I'm shifting more towards the podcast that I run and doing um, a little more one-on-one -on -one yoga therapy based things. Um, so slowly personal training is sort of you know, pushing off for me. Um, I just find with my client base, it it's not as seamless as I want it to be to to pull it online. Um, so, you know, as a business person, you have to shift and and decide where your time is better spent. And and so now I'm sort of exploring the the yoga therapy side of it. Um, but I'm still in schooling for that, so that's uh, you know a little slower than I want, but. You make everything look so easy, though. I, uh, well, it's a farce. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> it's, uh, I think, the the best part about it. And I do have to say, I, I'm in a very, uh, I'm definitely in a place of privilege to be able to um, experiment a lot with my business and to have the ability to travel and to afford to be able to, you know, sort of find my footing as an entrepreneur. Um, but I, it's fun. My, my dad always said when we were young to go out and fail. And I always thought, like, what a weird thing for a parent to say to a kid. You would think that you would want 
your child to succeed. And, and as time went on and as I got older, I started to realize that success and learning come from failure. And if you never, ever fail, you're not really learning anything. Um, so I've made it my goal to try as many things as I possibly can. And if they fail, it's almost a cause for celebration because I've learned all of the reasons why that failed and what needs to change to move forward. So it's, I mean, and maybe it comes off as, as looking easy, but it's really, it's fun for me. And I'm, I'm lucky that I get to see a bunch of failures as fun. Um, I, I think it's sort of a valuable life lesson to be able to say, all right, well, that was a total disaster, but here's what I learned. And let's, you know, well, we'll try this next thing. Maybe that'll work. Maybe not. Okay. I think you will need to, I think we, you need to give, I think I'm going to have to have you back on this podcast to give <laughs> some tips on this. <laughs> it, it took a long time. It, I spent my entire childhood thinking my dad hated me because he wanted me to fail, <laughs> but you start to, it's really like a, a total mindset shift to just, it, it's just this little flip of a switch. And when you get it figured out, it's, it's freeing and it's super liberating. And um, it's, it's weird though. It's unusual. It's not like a normal thought pattern to be like, oh, well, this was a huge disaster. Cool. What can I learn from it? It's sometimes you even need to take a day and just be sad, you know, that something didn't work or disappointed that, that what you thought was going to be your success is not. Uh, but to, to get to that point of, okay, well, what are, what are my takeaways? What are my, my lessons learned here is, uh, it's really life changing and you can apply it to every part of your life. It doesn't have to be, you know, business specifically. It can be, you know, relationships or friendships or studies or vacations even. It's uh it takes a minute to get there, but it's it's worth trying. <laughs> well, uh then I have to then I have to I probably have to admit this now that uh, it only took me nine times just to get a, a website up and running. But how much did you learn from those those first eight? A ton, right? So the ninth time that you did it, you're you're so far ahead of the game because you have that history of failure and learning. Well, I knew one thing that I'll never use WordPress ever again. Oh, do not. No, everybody run from WordPress. <laughs> I'm on it and I want to rip my hair out. <laughs> There are so many ads these days wherever you go. There are ads in movie theaters, on TV, on radio, and on billboards. So why would you want to listen to ads in a podcast? Subscribe to the Crazy Fitness Guy Premium Podcast to get these exclusive benefits. Listen ad-free. Behind-the-scenes access. Access to our free Facebook community. And so much more. Become a premium member for only $5 per month. To learn more about the Crazy Fitness Guy Premium Podcast, go to crazyfitnessguy.com slash healthy living podcast or click on the premium podcast link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. Uh, so um, why did you pick uh, com Compassion as my compass as your business name? Uh, it goes back directly to the practice of Ahimsa, Compassion and Kindness. Um, so I, I, one of my tattoos is the, the Sanskrit word. Um, and it just, because it was so, so intertwined with my set of morals, I use 
ahimsa as my moral compass. So smush it all together, you get compassion as my compass. Hmm. Which is a mouthful, I realize, for a business name, but <laughs> there's only so many websites available. So I had slim pickings. <laughs> is that too long? How long is that anyway? It's uh it takes a minute to write out for sure. <laughs> Oh, well, even somebody said that about a crazy fitness guy, and yet here I am. No, I think it's good, because yours is super memorable, and it's not 12,000 letters long, which is great. Uh, Just out of curiosity, Mm -hmm. uh, how many, overall, how many clients do you say you would have in total? Um, Presently, less than 10. Uh, it is, it's a super bizarre time for my business with the travel and the relocation, um, getting time zones to line up when I was traveling was an absolute nightmare. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm freshly on a new platform called Moxie, M-O-X-I-E. Um, and it's, uh, oh, it's a way to stream classes essentially. And all of the classes are listed publicly, um, which is a, a new venture for me. Um, mm-hmm. so with that, and I'm only a weekend and hasn't been very long at all. Um, but it's pulling in new clients for every class, only about one or two new clients per class. Um, but it's, it's definitely interesting. I highly recommend taking Moxie. A lot of the classes are donation-based or free, so you don't have to pay for them. Less great for an instructor, more great for the student. Um, but it's, it's, it's a weird limbo time for me. Um, I'm, I'm definitely doing not specifically a rebrand, but a, a total directional change um, because to live in Europe and to have a client base mostly in the U.S., um, even between coasts, is is difficult. A three-hour time difference for a morning class is a big deal. Um, so less than 10 now, hopefully a million by next year. <laughs> uh, well, may I get a million uh subscribers that'd be nice (laughs) it would and then you just send them over to my moxie page and we'll we'll hang out (laughs) is it is it is it a user-friendly platform um i think so um don't ask my mom because she had a really hard time she was really cranky about it (laughs) um for the parents well i know i wasn't gonna say that to her but i implied it (laughs) um i think it's great it's it's um interactive but it it sort of controls the volume for you i previously was teaching on zoom and it's just a little i don't know it's a little harder to get everything organized on zoom i found um you as an instructor pay a fee of the uh, or a percentage of the money you make you are not paying a monthly fee which is really great for people that are are starting out and you don't have a lot of um money to burn. <laughs> um, I highly recommend it. I think it's great, but there's a ton of competition for it too. There's, there's a ton of sites that are um, very similar. So if you're teaching, if you're thinking about teaching, um, start with Moxie. It's great. I highly recommend it. The customer service is exceptional, um, but there's at least five other major platform options for you. Um, but it's a good way to, to pull in new clients that you wouldn't have otherwise. Oh, well, that's good to know. Mm. May I keep that? In, may I write that down later? Yeah, it's moxie.xyz. So mm. it's a, a whole bunch of weird letters all shoved together. <laughs> Isn't that pretty much every brand, though? 
It's yeah, and as people are running out of dot com, the the endings are getting <laughs> unique. dot net dot org dot tv. <laughs> and then you have the abbreviated ones on social media. dot z a b. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, and then you travel and you find that other countries don't necessarily use dot com. It's like dot c a dot g r. Oh God, I can't need like a a whole booklet <laughs> to remember this. Somebody needs to write a blog post about this. It's true. I'll do I'll put that on my to-do list for today. <laughs> yeah. Send it to me when you're done. Yeah. <laughs> That's too much. Well, it's on WordPress, so don't hold your breath. I might not be able to get it up. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's true. It might fall off. <laughs> it's true. It's going to just go off into Never Never Land. <laughs> the Twilight Zone. Right. Now the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Oh, I just quoted them. Whoops. I'll take it on my podcast. Send me. Uh, what do you think is one of the, you know, uh, the hardest times before of running your own business before the whole coronavirus? That's just extra. Hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, that's its own beast. Um, I think finding, at least for me, finding my footing has been the the most difficult part. There's a lot of things that I'm passionate about that I want to be able to sort of integrate into my business, but there's there is such a thing as too much. So it's it's been a couple of years of me looking at all of the things that I love that I want to be able to do and and sort of cutting ties almost with the things that don't really work. Um, it's while I do have the mindset of, of failures or opportunities for learning, it's still, it's still hard sometimes to know that I'm however many years in now and I'm, I'm not like the wild, crazy success that I had hoped I would be at this point. But it's, you know, companies don't start that way. Apple, Google, Weight Watchers, nobody started their business and then was an instant success. And but you don't really hear about the the beginning difficult part. So it's this being able to find your footing and, and keep keep going when it's hard and when you're not hitting the milestones that you want, I think were the the biggest and still are the biggest challenges for me. But it's, you know, I, I know that this is where I want to be. I know that this is what I want to do. And it's just a matter of failing and shifting and failing and shifting until, um, until I do find that success. Um, some days easier than others, but uh, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's definitely an interesting journey. It is not for the, the weak of heart. That's for sure. There are so many ads these days wherever you go. There are ads in movie theaters, on TV, on radio, and on billboards. So why would you want to listen to ads in a podcast? Subscribe to the Crazy Fitness Guy Premium Podcast to get these exclusive benefits. Listen ad-free. Behind-the-scenes access. Access to our free Facebook community. And so much more. Become a premium member for only $5 per month. To learn more about the Crazy Fitness Guy Premium Podcast, go to crazyfitnessguy.com slash healthy living podcast or click on the premium podcast link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. 
So you're saying that you're doing too many things at once. Uh, I only <laughs> run like 20 different uh, uh, social media platforms. You know, it's so hard. And it's so hard to be like, I know that I, YouTube is a big one. Like everybody needs a YouTube channel. And I know that that's something that I need to do. But it's it's as an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, you need to be able to say, now is not the time. I don't have all these other things organized right now so i gotta wait a minute and that forcing myself to wait a minute is super hard <laughs> i know how that feeling goes yeah. every time when i find a new tool i feel like i just jump right in and, mm -hmm. and i was like oh i'm gonna go do this and unfortunately i just did that and now have 18 plus <laughs> social media accounts yeah it's it's hard and it's when you get to a point where you can start to outsource that's great and you can have a bunch of platforms but it's and it's hard too in the beginning when you're when you're getting yourself set up to to know you need these let's say 15 things and you want to be able to build them all at the same time and at the same pace um but it's you know that's not how it works. Like companies have huge departments to do all of these different things. And when you're a solo person, um, you are all of those departments <laughs> in one. Yeah. I wear a 6 million different hats. Every mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I can balance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yoga is what row? <laughs> I can't balance with all these hats. It's definitely a, it's definitely an exercise. Uh, what do you think? Uh, out of uh, what do you think uh, you most enjoy about running your own business? Hmm, that's tough. There's a lot of parts of it that I really love. Um. <laughs> just to be like super honest I like that I, I'm in charge like nobody's telling me what to do um that is super appealing um I actually I I worked very very briefly at a gym um in the town that I live in now and and I had a, a couple of personal training clients I wasn't there for very long and one of the women um, that I just loved, we became friends immediately when we started training together. Um, she left one day without re-signing and this gym was very expensive. The prices they charge for, for personal trainings are astronomical. And she's, uh, you know, a retiree, her, her income is very limited and, and she was unable to re-sign at that time. So she walks out the door and my manager immediately grabbed me and pulled me aside and said, you just let $450 walk out the door. And I thought, um, she has a name. Her name is Diana. Here's her financial situation. When she gets that sorted, if she decides she wants to come back, then she'll resign it. But it was this idea of people at the gym were not seeing the, the gym goers as individuals. They were seeing them as dollar signs. And that felt so nasty to me that I, I was out. I quit the next day and I, I started my own business and, um, I, I'm not going to be a part of something that doesn't follow my set of morals. And I don't view people as, as paychecks. I view them as people because that's my job and that's, that's what I'm all about. Um, so to, to not have to face a situation like that again, where there's a total discrepancy in, in what the goal is, 
I think is the most appealing part of, of having your own business. And there's a lot of hard stuff that comes with it, but, but to me, it's worth all of the difficulties to be able to say, I see you as a person. I don't see you as a dollar sign. Cause I, I can't support that. I can't back that. Um, so that, that I think to me is my most, um, my most favorite part, the most appealing part. Gee, no wonder why we get along very well because <laughs> I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I, I totally, uh, I totally don't like that. Uh, every single company, mm-hmm. well, let me rephrase that. Not every single company is like that, but maybe a big handful, mm-hmm. maybe two big handfuls of companies are like that. Especially, uh, Planet Fitness mm-hmm. recently recently just did that to customers that uh since they came and got to the gym they kept on charging people wow yeah that's really nice uh, and you know it can be argued that that is a way to run a business and it, it does make you money but you have to decide as an individual can you support that are you okay with that and if the answer is yes then do whatever you want but if you want to have a a like a true human experience i think and if you want to be a good moral person you you have to treat people with compassion and you don't do that by not knowing their name knowing them only for the size of the personal training package they buy exactly yeah uh just recently i had a i'm not going to say any names um uh a company uh uh uh, called me by the wrong name um, and I was voicing mm. a complaint about uh, intellectual property theft and they uh, t- and they called me by a different name that uh, and that I don't know how they even got that name mixed up even though I introduced myself within like the first 10 words of mm. the email and I was like well um, that person can't read mm-hmm. uh, and and I feel like they they really only saw me as just uh, a complaining customer, mm-hmm. absolutely, and, and not really a, uh, an actual person. And mm-hmm. they're just like, oh well, we don't really care uh, about of who you are. And I, I kind of feel like that's kind of what I based my brand on a little bit. That mm-hmm. I'm basically trying to keep everything like up in front of my website so you know what's happening yeah and it's like here's what i collect here's what i don't collect here's everything is out in the open this is free this is paid this there's no gimmicks there's no tricks it's not hidden it's in plain view transparency is key well and when you have solid customer service like that people are going to notice and they're going to care i think that everybody listening now can can think of a time when they've had a great customer service experience and you remember that and you get brand loyalty when you feel like you're a valued person and that's how i want my clients to feel i want them to feel like they're they're part of my family they're part of my circle and Maybe that slows me down in terms of um, earning potential in the beginning, but it's, I, I'm not going to sell my morals for a paycheck. I can't sleep with, I can't sleep uh, at night if, I, if I'm Absolutely. kind of a person. Right, right. Yeah. Especially, uh, 
I'll give you one more example of this. Um, my, uh, so I uh, recently, uh, I had a uh, little uh, kind of a hiccup on uh, social media of sharing one of my, I, I allowed guest posts on my website and, mm-hmm. and apparently uh, I didn't, I didn't uh, have, I, I only had a, uh, an affiliate disclaimer. I didn't have the health and wellness disclaimer mm. out in person. And someone said that this should have been stated, this, this, and this. And I said to the person, you're absolutely right. I should have. Uh, I don't know everything about internet law. I never claimed that mm-hmm. whatsoever. Uh, if I did, I'd be a lawyer. Um, <laughs> and probably making a boatload of money. Right. Uh, but it's not. Uh, but yeah, I said to the president, you're absolutely right. And now what I've been doing for many, many months, I've been going back through all my posts, even the poorly, poorly written posts that I'm going to redo. Um, and I'm by really poorly... The titles don't even even make sense. <laughs> the paragraphs are just horribly written. It is thrown it is thrown together like I thought I knew how to write a blog post, <laughs> and I admit that because you know it is it, it's, it's too. I, I I can't lie about how bad it is. It just it just bad. The learning curve posts. Everybody's got them. Yeah, everything from two thousand from two thousand. I think maybe at the end of 2019 into 2020 are my great posts, but then probably middle 2019 to 2017 is terrible. <laughs> yeah. That's a steep learning curve. Oh, we've all got it. We all go at different uh, paces. Uh, I, I don't Every time when I see all your posts on social media, I don't think it, it, it's kind of funny. And it's like, I don't think she ever makes a mistake. That's so funny you say that. It is absolute chaos behind the scenes. <laughs> you just see like smoke is coming out of my head as I craft these posts and I'm like crying to my friends, like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but I'm glad that nobody knows that part. <laughs> well, not until now, at least, I guess. <laughs> Hey, you know, if I if I if I could say that everything runs perfectly on from my end, I'd be lying. Well, I think uh, anybody would, even these big, massive companies, even you know, big influencers. Even I don't think anybody like actually knows what they're doing. <laughs> well, it's just like um, I had I I, I absolutely I had a, a newsletter scheduled to come out uh, July first. Uh, well. I came back from my nine-day vacation. It didn't, wasn't sent out. And uh, my uh, lovely newsletter company, I'm not going to name any names. Uh, I really want to. <laughs> uh, but they uh, they lost my email on me, on the newsletter uh-huh. on me. And uh, I was like, I want a conversation. It's like, uh, we have to wait for higher-up support to get back to us. It's like, is that an excuse to not give me something for free with that you lost? Right. Yeah. Hmm. Apparently, then they want to give me something for free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one more question before we wrap up. Um, it, do you think uh, 
could you ever see yourself ever uh, uh, not running your own business? Hmm. I think the only time that would happen <laughs> if I just found like a suitcase full of money and I didn't have to work anymore. <laughs> I, uh, I don't personally, and there's nothing wrong with this. It's just not for me. I don't think that I could ever work for somebody else again. I could maybe see myself doing some sort of collaboration, but I, I, um, I like being in charge. I like kind of knowing that things are going to go a way that is acceptable to me. And the way that that happens is I'm in charge. And, and you know, with that, I accept the potentially incredible difficulties that come with that. But I, I never want to put myself in a position where I'm not valued and my clients are not valued. So for me, um, that means I run my own business um, until I get super rich and then I'm just going to like live on a yacht or something, something super cool. <laughs> well, uh, well, uh, uh, so, uh, where can people find you on social media? On Instagram, compassion.as.my.compass, long, <laughs> um, or my website, compassionasmycompass.com. Um, my podcast as well under the same name, Compassion as My Compass. Uh, do you, uh, do you have any other last few words you want to talk about? Uh, embrace failure. I think those are my, that's my, my final thought. Look, find a way to embrace it. It's hard. It's a journey. You're going to mess it up a bunch of times. Um, life is hard. Don't, don't let it be harder than it needs to be. And if you can take something that's maybe not ideal and find a positive in it, I think it's worth a little, a little effort to do so. Boy. Are you sure you don't want to just work on my podcast from now on? Because, <laughs> uh, because uh, you make it so, uh, you, you put everything in so much better than I do. Oh, on the outside, on the inside, still chaos, <laughs> constant chaos. <laughs> uh, I think by the maybe, let's say, maybe sometime maybe at the end of the year i i get you back on because because uh i enjoy all of this time with you and, oh thank you so much yeah and, this was uh, this was awesome this was a lot of fun and obviously i was on your podcast uh was it two years ago a year ago um about uh, a year ago yeah you were one of my firsts and i just passed a year um maybe like a month or two ago geez I'm only been up and running for my podcast. Only been up for three months. Ah, oh, so you're you're in the, the good stages. This is the fun part. <laughs> uh, well, I hope I can uh, stay in touch with you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely do. I'm glad that uh, you were able to make it. Yeah. It, it felt like it was an eternity to get you on here. It well, it was moving. Uh, it was. It's been chaos. My life is chaos right now. <laughs> you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. <laughs> The whole world is kind of chaos right now. <laughs> well, uh, have fun packing. <laughs> Thank you. I will. I'll talk to you soon. See you. Bye. Bye.